time for Christian Car Guy Theater with today's episode, Jailhouse Justice, the finale. In the last episode of Jailhouse Justice, Bad Brad had escaped from jail and was in the hospital room of his former crime boss, Noir. Brad was desperate for Noir to help get out of town when the sheriff and Eustace burst into the hospital room and Brad jumped from the second floor window trying to escape. Brad was critically injured by the fall in desperate need of a blood transfusion, which Dr. Sonny informed the sheriff there was only one person in town who had that type. And the sheriff knew she was at the church. Hello, Pastor. I'm here with Dr. Sonny, and she tells me that Brad is in critical condition and desperately needing a transfusion of AB negative blood, or he won't survive. Pastor, the only person on record in town with that type is Allie. Is she still there at the church? Why, uh, yes, Sheriff, but that's a tall order. You, Lazarus, and Eustace better start praying. Bob, Bonnie, Christy, Jimmy, and Allie, could I see the five of you in my office, please? And everyone else... Please keep up the prayers for Brad. He's in critical condition and needs forgiveness on all sorts of levels. Go ahead and have a seat, folks. Could we just open this discussion in prayer? Lord, thank you for our new friend, Christy, and the love you've given her for Brad, her father. Brad really needs your help right now, Lord. He needs blood. He needs type AB negative blood. And Brad desperately needs your blood, Jesus, to cover his horrible sins against Allie and this town. Lord, thank you also that you've helped Christy forgive Noir, who had kidnapped Christy and then blackmailed Brad into kidnapping Allie. Lord, please help Allie to see the chance she has now to save a life, a life that you've placed in her very veins. And it will take your blood and her blood to save Brad. We pray this in your name, Lord. Amen. Allie, do you have type AB negative blood? How would I know? And what difference does it make? You don't think I'm letting someone stick me to save Brad, do you? I can see why everyone thought Noir wanted you so badly, Allie. You're a beautiful girl, but it wasn't your beauty he was really after. It wasn't? No, it's time you know the whole truth, Allie. What truth? I finally learned the truth about your parents' death and why you were kidnapped to begin with. It was never about you. It was about some type of rubber compound your grandfather invented. Huh? What? Grandpa, what is she talking about? I really didn't know myself until I recognized Noir. You see, Noir went by the name of Russ back then, Allie. And years ago, I discovered a rubber compound that would have helped all rubber products last much longer. Noir, or Russ back then... His company wanted to buy my rights to my discovery, but I knew it would never biodegrade, so I destroyed the formula. Russ, Noir, Lazarus, it's getting confusing. Russ was the very man your mom and dad were meeting with the night they were killed. We never knew for sure what happened. The car your folks were in went off the cliff, just a few miles down from Russ's office. The police could find nothing linking what happened to Russ, but we heard rumors that Russ was mafia. So your grandma and I got as far away with you as we could back here to River Rock. We didn't know for sure what happened, honey. So we never told you all that to protect you. So Russ or Noir put the pressure on my dad by kidnapping me until you were kidnapped. And all the time it was about that formula Noir thought would make him millions. Your parents, my dad, all this pain and death. And sadly, it's not over. 
You, Ali, are the person who has lost the most, your mum and dad. But, Ali, not coincidentally, but providentially, you have the blood in your veins that can stop all of this death spiral. And I believe your forgiveness just may be the key that unlocks the door for it all, even my dad's eternal life. This is all too much for me to take in right now. Grandpa, Grandma, this Russ Noir Lazarus killed my mom and dad? The story is always so much bigger than we ever understand, Allie. It's God's enemy that was trying to hurt God by hurting those God loves. The enemy is called the father of lies, the author of confusion. Satan is behind all of this tragedy. The Bible says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came to give life, and life abundantly. You now have that choice, Allie. You can give life to Brad and give him a chance to turn to Jesus and have a real life. God knows how much you are dealing with right now, Allie. God also knows your heart, and there isn't much time. Jimmy, take me to the hospital. I'm not sure I can do this, but I want to at least try. I know we don't have much time, Christy, but I don't want you to lose your dad, too. Jimmy, why is your Jeep honking? Do you have some kind of alarm? It's probably ready to go, Pastor. The Jeep has a mind of its own, I always say. With Pastor Jack's window open, Jimmy's Jeep's under-the-hood gang heard everything. And now, Hannah Horn couldn't contain herself. Mosey Motor Oil commends Hannah. <laughs> hey, Hannah! Hey, don't get too carried away now, you know, because, you know, you might blow it. You see? <laughs> That's a joke. See, you might blow it. Hey, uh, you know, I knew Allie would come through. Am I right, Frenchie Fender? <laughs> Mais oui, Mosey, et bien. Let's get going. Oh, this is so exciting. It is worth all the fender benders we have been through for such a time as this. It looks like it's time for a blood test, crazy gas tank. Those priors, gang. Those priors. You see? Our prayers count for a lot. I'm so thankful. Jimmy gets Allie to the hospital in time to give Brad the life-saving transfusion. With folks praying all over River Rock, Brad wakes up to a roomful. Christy, Lazarus in his wheelchair, Allie, Jimmy, the sheriff, Eustace, and Dr. Sonny. Well, well, well. Look who came to visit us. Brad, can you hear us? Oh, where am I? Christy, is that you? Are you okay? Oh, I'm okay. It's you, Dad. I'm so glad you're okay. That was a stupid, stupid stunt you pulled. Am I seeing things? Noir, Ali, what are you two doing here? Brad, my name is Lazarus now. And no, we have never met. Not until today. Sadly, I was partially to blame for the death of Ali's father. But Ali forgave me and all I did to hurt her. And she forgave you too, Brad. She even gave you the blood transfusion that saved your life. Saved my life? Why? My blood was much easier to give than the blood that saved me. Yes, Christy told me all about what really happened, and many were praying for both of us. I needed to forgive, and you needed to live. Jesus actually died for you on the cross, Brad. That's the blood you really need, and I wanted to give you a chance at it. Brad, what do you think changed me, huh? Seriously. Am I the person you knew just a few weeks ago? Granted, I don't know much, but, but but now I know love when I see it. Look in your daughter's eyes, and and, and then look in Lazarus's and Allie's eyes. 
These people have something you need. All you gotta do is ask. Eustace, you have a point. I could never have imagined such a scene as what we have here. This is a miracle. Dad, please share eternity with me, with Ali and Lazarus, Eustace, Dr. Sonny and the Sheriff. Pray with me, Dad. You're right, Christy and Allie. How else could this make any sense? I need that connection to God you all have, if he will still have me. He will, Dad. Pray with me. Say these words after me, all right? Father, I know Jesus is your son. Father, I know Jesus is your son. I know you sent him to die for me on the cross, to pay the price for all my sin, the horrible things I have done. I know you sent him to die for me on the cross to pay the price for all my sin, the horrible things I've done. I accept Jesus as my Savior, and I give him my life to live his life forever. In Jesus' name and for his glory, amen. I accept Jesus as my Savior, and I give him my life to live his life forever. In Jesus' name and for his glory, amen. Well, there you go. Welcome to the family, Brad. This is amazing. Welcome, Brad. Amen. And now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. (laughs) Randy, this episode should have been titled Breaking Bad. What will we call him now? Brad does just as seem right. I'll bet Rurik Rollbar will call him Comrade Brad. Oh, brother, give me a break, Danny. They should have called it Breaking Brad. (laughs) But don't miss that Allie brought life in so many ways. She did it because of all the love in her community. Her pastor, Jimmy, Bob, and Bonnie, even Christy. It, It was safe and good for her to let go and forgive. That forgiveness not only set Brad free, it set her free. The forgiveness of Bob and Bonnie gave Lazarus, yes, the freedom that forgiveness brings. It's so important that that Jesus reminds us in the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. (laughs) Without forgiveness, Danny, no one gets out of this life alive. (laughs) Yep. Brandon? Life after death without forgiveness, it's a hot topic. Yep, it's quite an undertaking. (laughs) Say goodbye, Daddy. (laughs) See you later, Radiator. So I thought it would be fun (laughs) in light of today's Christian Car Guy Theater to talk a little bit about, or actually take a peek behind the curtain, so to speak, behind Christian Car Guy Theater and see the ride that God has taken us on. And uh, I have one of our co-stars here of Christian Car Guy Theater, Ann Alt, is with us to kind of take us on that ride for a couple segments. Welcome, Ann. Thank you, Robbie. It's nice to be on board the Yellow Brick Road boat. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, what a what a journey this has been, hasn't it? 
It has, and I, I there are so many blessings there that we want to share along the way, especially oh, yeah. the cast that God's provided, and we want to share a little bit about who these people are and, and what's going on behind that. But also, uh, it's kind of neat that we're able to do this today of all days because as of this week, yeah, we got, we're so delighted to be on 23 uh, more radio stations this week than we were on last week. We wow. were brought on by the Wilkins uh, Radio Network completely. We were on a few of their stations before. We picked up the rest of them. So now, how cool is this, Anne? We're on 67. Seven radio- stations in 23 states. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, God is... the bottom is- line in all of this, as you well know... <laughs> As you live, you know, is uh, as you live it out, is is being faithful in the little, and he gives you power much, and you know, step by step, he leads us, and uh, you know, and again, not just for what we can get out of it, but for how we can glorify him, and that's what thrills me so much about this show. Can I can I give a little background in terms of how I got on board? We're going to get to that in a second, but okay, I got I got to okay, get okay. our listeners a little bit involved to say hey. Has God ever given you an adventure? And when you signed on, when he gave you this word and you felt called to go do something that, oh, my word, he took you on this venture, you never (laughs) dreamed. We would love – this is a live show, and we would love to hear your story always. And you can call in at 866-348-7884. I'd love to hear what God's doing in everybody's life. 866-348-7884. And then the last segment today, we are going to go – on a sensuous ride in a brand new Pontiac Trans Am with sensuous symbolism. <laughs> We're going to go into the Song of Solomon. We're going to get really sensuous here in the last segment of <clears throat> the Christian Car Guys. So you don't want to miss out on that. But yes, uh, why don't you share with our listeners uh, and a little bit of, of how you ended up in Charlotte and how you ended up on the cast of Christian Car Guy Theater? Well, I would love to, and uh, it's funny because I had a whole show business background, um, and I I did theater, 300 commercials, you know, the whole nine yards, uh, TV, radio, all of that. And, and then um, in 1974, in New York City, I gave my life to the Lord, which was my biggest uh, coup in that sense. You know, I mean, Casting just, call, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> very <laughs> yeah, really. Thank you, Jesus. You know, it just—it totally changed my life, of course. And from that point on, also, I just started doing Christian films, and I also did a lot of adventures in Odyssey. I did about two hundred and, and which uh, you know you learned about, but but I felt led in you know two thousand ten. God just started pointing me to Charlotte, it was, and, and it's in my book called "High from the Sky on the Road to Happily Ever After." We're not there yet. We're on the road to happily ever after. But I felt led definitely to come out to Charlotte in the most miraculous ways. And um, I found myself driving out here cross country from Burbank to Charlotte in December of 2010. And then in 2011, I met Stu at a street, uh, Steve Green was talking at the Christian uh, Chamber of Commerce uh, dinner that they had, a small batch of people, a fantastic, uh, you know, um, Steve Green's, you know, testimony of his family, and and they were they were working on something uh, called. They had passages, which you could probably tell about, but uh, it, you know, it, it, and then you know, I, I've never made that connection. Um, it's interesting. Something? The the birthplace of Christian yes. 
of Christian Car Guy Theater was also Steve Green because he had come to do that. that and Stu, who's the owner of Truth Broadcasting, for those who don't know him, had me working on a project because we we really feel like we wanted to have radio that would reach a younger audience. Yeah. And so I did a whole thing for Passages that was sort of a like a cartoon radio, sort of like Adventures and Odyssey, very much like Christian Car Guy Theater. And for lack of a better way to put it, they didn't buy the idea. <laughs> and I liked it. I heard that show, and that's what got me intrigued, too. And I, when I went there to be interviewed in 2011, you know, uh, I uh, at the Truth Network, because of my meeting with Stu and telling him about Odyssey and then meeting you there, and then I was interviewed by you, and one thing led to another, and, and, and you were working on passages and, and all that jazz at that point. Was I but really? But I said, hey, if you ever do anything, you know, you want to use me, feel free. Well, in 2015, I just happened to tune into Car, Christian Car Guy, and there you were, and uh, uh, doing your very first, I mean, it's your show, and basically it was a one-man show at that point, and, uh, you know, you it was did that first lazy episode. Sammy starter. Yeah. And a little bit of the details behind that was I was actually mad at God. I was like, why would I put all these hours and all this work into this passages? And I, you know, it was just for me, it was glorious. And I, yeah. I really loved the project and I really loved the outcome, hoping that we would, you know, get this younger audience. And I was literally yelling at God in prayer saying, what's up with this? And he, and he says, well, Robbie, you have your own show. You know, you can do it if you want to do it. And so with that, I wrote Lazy Sammy Starter, which was the very first Christian Car Guy Theater. And who should tune in but yes. Ann Alt? <laughs> and I loved the show. And I thought, oh, this is great. Because, see, I could – I love shows that even if one person reads stories, I'll listen. I used – I'm – from the uh, the era where you listen to radio theater, and I've and I've done a lot of radio theater over the past, uh, not just Odyssey. But the point is, I thought, oh, I'm calling Robbie right now. <laughs> and after the show was over, and uh, I said, hey, if you want, if you want to use me for any of your future shows, and and then what did you do? But you wrote a, another episode with yeah, Sally. the very next of Sinister Sally Serpent. Sally. <laughs> And Sinister you know you Sally. make such a good bad guy in that we had to <laughs> we had to write Sinister Sally Serpentine. So we're going to talk a little bit more about all the other cast and characters, and the really God has gifted us with some amazing people. We come back in the next segment. Don't forget we're going to take a sensuous ride in the new Pontiac Trans Am, <laughs> and that's coming up at the end. So stay tuned. So much more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Christian Car Guy Theater today on the Christian Car Guy Show, a little bit of the history of it. And we want to get into the cast and all that in a minute, but, you know, also another ministry of the of the Christian Car Guy Show that God has blessed us with is the Jesus Labor Love, which is car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And, you know, every week God blesses us just like he did this week, you know, Um with some that we're still trying to figure out. I've got a lady um, 
who's got her fender sitting on the driveway and she can't get out in her car and she's disabled and her mother's disabled and they're in the house. We're trying to get work through that one. Uh, we've got a couple of break jobs we were able to get done this week. We're working on a state inspection for a mom that needs to be able to keep her insurance and those kind of things. So God continues to bless us there every week. And uh, we would urge you to go to ChristianCarGuy.com to see what's going on there because uh, you can obviously donate your time, your talents, or, you know, many, many, many of the referrals of the single moms, widows, and families in crisis come from listeners who say, look, go to ChristianCarGuy.com and then the people, and then we're blessed to be able to help them. Uh, and often through your donations of time, money, and most importantly, prayers, because it's what where we connect with God there is where we get a chance to connect with these families. And it's an all-volunteer group. There's no money paid into the Jesus Labor Love for any salaries whatsoever. Every penny goes to helping somebody. And I'm blessed, really, to pray with every single applicant, um, which is my favorite part of the ministry, honestly. <laughs> I can't tell you the blessing it has been uh, over the years. So I wanted to make you aware of that. But also, while you're at ChristianCarGuy.com, the, the Christian Car Guy Theater, there are 38 episodes now, including the one you just heard, the Christian, I mean, the uh, Jailhouse Justice finale, uh, which that, we've been running Jailhouse Justice since June of 2017, Forever. so over a year, and there's 15 episodes of just Jailhouse Justice. Uh, and if you were wondering how it was that Brad, bad Brad kidnapped Allie or what happened with Noir and all those things, it's all back there at ChristianCarGuy.com and all those podcasts are absolutely free. We would encourage you to encourage young people to listen, right? It's cartoon time. It's Saturday morning. We're on <laughs> the radio. And so we're hoping to reach young people with that message, right? And, 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 unashamedly just put Jesus first in, in what we're doing here, right, Ann? Absolutely. So Absolutely. We, we, we got to yes. – well, I wanted to explain quickly that Ann is one of the writers and Ellen Kennedy, a good friend of hers, which you can see them all, the casting crew, and we're going to talk about Ellen in a minute. And, of course, I get to write some of the episodes, and, you know, we kind of share – a lot of them are mm -hmm. Ann and I – like she'll write it and I'll tweak it or she, I'll tweak it and she'll write it. You know, <laughs> we write, we write it. back and forth. We definitely talk about the ideas on how, what we're going to do with these characters. Yeah. And but. when we originally talked about jailhouse justice, it was going to be two or three episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But then the Lord blessed us with these characters. So we want to get to these characters because when you get talent like this, you, you tend to want to write scripts, right? And that Absolutely. highlights what all that God's blessed us with. So the first voice that you heard, other than my own, in Jailhouse Justice, the finale, was that of the sheriff, who is Chris Van Cleef, who a lot of these uh, cast members, a lot of these very gifted actors, Chris is one of them, I have never personally met in my life. That, and he played, he played my son and the king and I uh, a thousand years ago, many, many decades ago. And uh, and has had a marvelous. That was the beginning of, at eleven years old of his marvelous career. You know, so he is a he's an incredible talent. Uh, I, can I say just one thing real quick uh, in terms of when I first met you and so on, uh, and then how this our show, the Yellow Brick Road Journey, has evolved. 
I said to you even this morning, I said you're like you were like the Wizard of Oz because you go behind God's curtain. And you know, Ventures and Odyssey had all the bells and whistles. They loved I loved working with them. They had the studio actors, producers, directors. It was just crazy. You know, it was typical showbiz stuff, which is good stuff. But you know, but with us, God's magic, we have followed the, His yellow brick road and. You seriously are the you know you are you you're you do everything you do the 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 equalizing the the music the sound effects the uh, you you're it man you you go behind and you're you are the one everybody stands <laughs> yeah, in their line it's this mom and pop thing, show yeah. kind of thing you know it's wonderful and it's and wonderful it, and it, isn't it for those of us who write it that yeah. you write this script and you send it out to these phenomenally gifted actors and then. Yeah. Again, they're never seeing the other actor. They just read their lines and, and, and different mediums. And they're all over the country. And then they send them back in. And then we get to hear it put together. And it just blows my mind. Like Christy, yeah. who uh, is actually a missionary who is from Ireland, really? who lives yeah. in Ireland. She works for OM Ships. When those lines came back of her, you know, crying when her dad was, I was just like, oh, my word, what talent. That, so we got to get to this. But it's just so much fun to be behind the curtain and yeah. see what God does. But, you know, Chris Van Cleve is also a gifted singer and yeah, he played marvelous. Scrooge, right? In a major production oh, here a yeah. couple, I mean, couple he, years he's, ago. He's just fabulous. And the first one we actually had was Burt Rosenberg, an old a messianic Jewish comedian friend of mine, um, who is a, such a riot. He plays Mosey Motor Oil. And he was, you brought in people. I brought in people. Uh, Brian Hobbick, I started a group at Hollywood Presbyterian where I, uh, you know, met, Several of the actors, but well, Brian, uh, we got it. We got to give these in 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 a way that people know who they are. Oh, so, definitely. Yeah. Well, See, plays Brian plays Randy. the the, the sheriff sidekick, which is Eustace, yeah. which is really you know kind of a uh, uh, Barney character. You know, Andy and right. Barney, right? That was kind <laughs> of what the original idea was, and he plays it so miraculous. Oh, yes. And if you if you ever heard. Um, our Christian Car Guide Theater extravaganza for Christmas. He, you know, uh, we did you know a Christmas Corolla, and yeah. he 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 and the sheriff were just just awesome in that particular. But he is so gifted. He played in uh, Dennis the Menace in the in one of those movies, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's he's done a lot, and he is such a marvelous actor. And and uh, so I called him, and he and these are all volunteers. This is a team. This is a club. This is a Christian Car Guy Theater team, and and they all do it as unto the Lord, because you know, they love the Lord. Yeah, it'd be great if we could pay him, but you know the he's out in California, right? Uh, yes, he is. He's in California. Um, Ellen is in, you know, is in Raleigh, um, and then another friend of mine, Bonnie. Well, we'll, plays, we'll get uh, to him as we as okay. we, but we're just talking about Brian, right? The second Brian yeah. is also. The voice of Randy Radiator, which you hear him and Danny Dipstick, which admittedly I'm, I I wouldn't cast anybody else as Danny and call him a dipstick other than myself. So. <laughs> <You> <laughs> that's me, yeah. You're perfect. Uh, <laughs> You're perfect. <laughs> so, uh, but Randy Radiator, I, I think you got to tell a little bit about how we even got that name because that was a, another connection for you. That yeah, we wanted well, to be well, able to I end think, that show. And Danny Dipstick, well, Chris and I were talking. Chris makes me laugh. He is so funny. And uh, we're old buddies, you know. Uh, and and he, he and I were talking. And, and, and then he said, are you calling me a dipstick? And I said, 
I said, uh, yeah, there's a name for our show, Dipstick, Danny Dipstick. And then, and then somehow we also got in, see you later, Radiator. And, and then and I, said, I shared that with you, and you said, let's put it in the show. And that was kind of, that's kind of always the way we do these things. That oh, there's a uh, thought. <laughs> and, and when you hear Brian do Randy, and uh, what, what, you know, I want to give him credit for many of those jokes that he, he's very funny. You know, I'll write stuff out, but then who knows what he's going to send back. I know. And it's, it's just absolutely hilarious. He is one of those gifts. But I also, there's, there's some members that you would have heard very quickly are my family. Um, yes. And so the interesting thing is Allie, who, you know, came aboard really within six months of our story, because we were trying to find a girlfriend for Jimmy. And yeah. Jimmy, by the way, was my original producer back in 2015. He produced the radio show like Alex. like Jasper does now. But Alex ended up getting a job as a disc jockey in Nashville, and he moved to Nashville, but he still continues to do Jimmy for us. But yeah. he, we needed him a girlfriend, so my daughter had been in all these um, plays in middle school and stuff. So my daughter, Mariah, um, plays Allie. And now here we are, and next weekend we are taking her to Birmingham, Alabama, to college. So we're losing Allie, and so we had to kind of write her out of the script. <laughs> Poor Allie, she'll move. Maybe she and Jimmy will get married. No, no, that won't work. Anyway, we'll work, we'll work it out. And then the really cool thing for me is that Allie's grandfather is played by Allie's grandfather. Uh, Allie's grandfather <laughs> is my father, obviously, and Bob Dilmore, and so um, he has so much fun. I can't, you know, it, it, I see my dad at least once a week. And we, when we record these lines, I wish you could be there for that, Ann. He has so much fun with this. And, and, and you know, it's kind of neat to, to have him beside Bonnie, who is so gifted. Yeah. I can't believe we're out of time already. Oh, my goodness. We got, a, we got a few more people Jesse, to talk. We got to we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, we hadn't even got to the one of the, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> the best of the best right there. So we'll get to him when we get back. Stay tuned. So much more coming up. Say yes to the dress was a show I did a few weeks ago. And along those lines, we are going to take this sensuous trip in a Pontiac Trans Am here in just a minute. But we can't we neglect. We saved oh, the best for last. Can, can I Can I just take one minute to zip no. to the names that we haven't mentioned? <laughs> I've got, that's what I'm doing. Okay, oh, hang okay. on. Don't take any minutes because i gotta, I got to get through this. But the first person, you're right. We got it. We saved the best for last. Jesse Norty is just what a gifted actor. Cordy. Yeah. I'm sorry, uh-huh. I said that wrong. It's Jesse Cordy. Right. And he played Lefleu in Beauty and the Beast, and he played the the Panther in, in Zootopia. And yeah. you took a risk and, and saw if he would read lines, and next thing we know, we had Noir. I knew him at Hollywood Press, Presbyterian. Yeah, he and his wife, precious people. That is so awesome. And he is so good. And, and he's one of those people you send off lines, and you're just like, oh, my word. I yeah. never, and so, you know, we, we, part of the reason that Jailhouse Justice went as long as it did was we got Jesse and we were like, man, we got to write lines, uh, 
to make all this happen. But also <laughs> Vanessa Orr is a good yes. friend, and she plays Dr. Sonny, but she has also played many characters throughout the, the – the, and she is a gifted actress. Yes. And a good friend of yours, too. Yeah, and absolutely. Does she live in Charlotte? Yes, she does. I mean, she lives right near here, not too far. And and uh, Bonnie and Ted uh, Johnson are. Great. And we haven't talked about Gracie Gastank, which is yes. really one of the key players. That's Ellen, uh, and she's a writer too, as you said. And also, she plays our mayor. Yes. And so she, she is unbelievable. Mayor Merriweather, Elvira Merriweather. And then there's Pastor Jack. And if you think he sounds like a pastor, that's what I thought of the first time I ever heard him. He's actually one of my best friends, Pastor James Banks. He wrote the book Prayers for Prodigals. And he, he, is, in a, he, he is the pastor at Peace Church in Durham, one of my favorite people in the world. And it's so cool to be able to work with him on that. But also, Bad Brad, the voice of that is Ben Webb, who was just an intern here. But when he, he is so gifted as an actor, he yes. blew me away. And and he was just one of those that really came up and was a huge surprise for us um, yeah. along the way. So I think I got everybody but Frenchie Fender. I don't know, Fender. Christian Snyder, Wally Windshield Wiper. He wasn't in this episode, but you're no, right. But and I there's mean, also no, Marquis. He's one of our guys. Yeah, we've got him. Fun. So this has been so much fun. And thank you oh. for doing this with me today. Oh, it, it's been wonderful. Amazing. And it's just such a lesson on being faithful in the little, you know, and encouraging other pilgrims on the yellow brick road. God's yellow brick road, you know, and it pays to obey, you know. Yeah, and, and God is really, again, we would urge you to go to ChristianCarGuy.com and listen to all those podcasts. Send young people there to say, hey, you want to hear a cartoon via radio? Here you go. Christian Car Guy Theater. And, yes. of course, the group under the hood would remind you of, you know, sort of like a Disney movie or something. So yes, that's exactly. the idea. So God bless you. Thank you, Anne, again. You. We're going to move, move on to our sensuous ride here. Yes. <laughs> right. I can't wait to hear. All right. <laughs> God bless. All right. Is our appraisal by The Real Black Book today? I don't know if you've seen it, but there is a 2019 Pontiac Trans Am. And... and if you go look at ChristianCarGuy.com, you're going to see this picture. It's, it's sort of a Carolina Panther blue that is just gorgeous. But the sensuous symbolism, when you look at this car, for those of us who knew Pontiac build excitement, I mean, you can literally feel something. When you look at the fireboat on the hood, the hood scoop, the honeycomb wheels, right? You, you can almost hear the sound of the Smokey and the Bandit 455 just rumbling or the wind rushing over your face when you pull out the T-tops. And then there was that smell, right? It just wasn't a new car smell. It was a Pontiac smell or at least a GM smell. In fact, I would bet you that it, you could blindfold me and sit me down in a vintage Ford or GM or a Chrysler, and I could tell you what model it was or what car it was just by the smell. They had a particular smell to them. And I sure could tell you by the sound of the starter or the engine, especially those old Chrysler starters, who couldn't hear that? <laughs> Then there was that road feel, right? It was completely different from a Camaro or a Mustang. A Trans Am was a Trans Am. And I have to laugh, really, at the fact that these guys with Trans Am Worldwide, which is down in Florida, they're getting rich off the fact that GM's lack of vision to bring the Pontiac Trans Am back. They're building those cars down there. 2019 models. And who knows? I mean, they went from working out of their garage to now they have over 20 employees just working on that identity, an identity of a Trans Am. But identity itself is a 
beautiful thing. And when you think about that kind of symbolism, I was this week just kind of stuck in my favorite book of the Bible, which is in the Song of Solomon. And the the symbolism that Solomon wrote about was a lot more than excitement. I mean, it's more than I really can even imagine. I mean, who on their wedding night wouldn't be excited, even jubilant, over the description in the Song of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 3, right, where he says, your navel is a rounded goblet. May it never lacked mixed wine. Your belly, belly is a heap of wheat enclosed with lilies. Yeah, that's something to see and to feel and to smell. Plus, and here's the plus. I don't know if you ever thought about this, but the wine and the wheat and the navel and the lilies all have a scarlet thread to them that kind of runs through the scriptures, right? Your navel is the place where you're linked to your mother. It's your heritage, your home family. Uh, You know, the Jewish people decide who you were by your mother's family, not by your father's family, whether or not you were Jewish, that is. So there you are at this place of communion with your family, and then you've got wine and you've got wheat. Well, wine and wheat clearly is kind of bread and wine, and there you're communing, right? It's communion. And you're at some point going to be communing with your future husband, Christ, like forever now. It's right there with the wine and the wheat and the navel, and then there's these lilies. And what a treat we have here, right? If you look back at the 45th Psalm, which you talk about a lot when we were saying yes to the dress, that's the wedding psalm. Well, that psalm is sung to the tune of what? Lilies. And time again in Solomon's song, we see him among the lilies. You might remember the verse. My beloved is mine, and I am his. He browses among the lilies. Well, the word lilies comes from a root of the Hebrew word sus, which means to rejoice, which I found out last week. I wasn't saying chars, right? And I got a wonderful email from a listener telling me how to say it properly. And honestly, I still struggle with my pronunciation, so just forgive my ignorance if I'm not pronouncing that exactly right. But if you go look at christiancarguide.com, I gave you the link to the root word, which means to rejoice of lilies. Now think about it. Of course Jesus would be browsing there among those that rejoice in communion with him right? These lilies are a picture of rejoicing. So think about that communion surrounded by rejoicing. I mean, it's incredible. And really, the the marvel of sensuous symbolism that Solomon had is unbelievable. When you look at Solomon's original, the temple that he built after they had the tabernacle, Right? If you were coming into Solomon's temple, you would pass by two pillars. They were the pillar of, and I'm going to try to say it, Yachin, Yachin, J-A-C-H-I-N, and Boaz. Right? And if you were to look at those pillars at the top of them, you know, you'd see lilies, right? But don't miss that that Yachin is the oneness that establishes the fellowship of the Trinity, a sensuous marvel, which has created everything for our senses. But Boaz is the really the deal. The kinsman redeemer, right? He's got the navel. <laughs> See, he's our brother. And and that allows us, that kinsman redeemer gives us the ability to go into communion with the triune God, the other side of the other pillar. So as you walk by, you see here's the kinsman redeemer that even makes it possible forgiveness, like we heard in the Christian Car Guy Theater, that allows us not to end up <laughs> in the smoking section, right? (laughs) 
we get a chance to fellowship in those lilies, right? With that communion, it's unbelievable. Well, thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Show. ChristianCarGuy.com. Remember, slow down. Jesus walked everywhere he went, got it all done in 33 years.